right. I'll just have a quick slurp of me strawberry tea. Hang on. <laughs> a few strawberry tea, yes. <clears throat> Are you ready? Oh, God, I'm going to cough now. I always do this, don't I? <laughs> Have you got a number or are we going off piece again? Are we what? Have we got a number today? <laughs> or are we on aren't the... you? Ah, it's the something or other again, yeah. It's the bloody 20 millionth. Hello and welcome to the 20 millionth episode <laughs> of starring me, Tina. And the corpse of Stephen Wood. <laughs> Dave gave me one button to press. Yeah. Listen. Oh, man. That encapsulates me entirely, doesn't it? Because that's, that's you, that is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let us begin, Stephen. Shall we begin? <laughs> Welcome to another theme tunes from 60 Minutes with, yet again, we have no idea what number, episode, whatever this will be. Have a guess, Steve. Big I'm big. going for to 77. Are you? <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> you might win a teddy bear at the end of it. Yep. Or what could, would be more apt, 3121. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I see what you did then. How are you, Stephen? How's your decorating going? Uh, uh, it's it's progressing. It's uh, I'm on door handle stage now, and then got to rip carpet up. Oh, you don't want to know. Um, uh, but I had um, I had a new bed for um, my mother-in-law delivered yesterday, and uh, the uh, delivery driver said, "Ah, take you ten minutes. That will pass. Stick up. Yeah." <laughs> An hour later, <laughs> I'm still looking at two screws going, yeah. Where, where do they yeah. go? There um, you go. Well, more important than that is we need to talk about um, ball cream. Oh, right, yes. <laughs> 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 well, I can, I can, I can uh, assure the, the listeners out there, they do not smell of luncheon meat anymore. Oh, lovely. Oh, my God, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we haven't yeah. got a podcast sponsor like all the other most of the other podcasts have. Um, but a while ago, below the belt grooming sent all the hosts a little present, which was yes. like a little some cream to try, and they didn't send me any because I'm a lady. No, and haven't just... got any balls, so I was yeah. a bit. I was a bit pissed off to be honest mm. but then whoever does their twitter suggested that i put a bit under underneath my boobs when it's a bit hot okay and i did Actually, um, <laughs> in all seriousness um yeah. when i go out uh i go out three times a week on my bike and uh Will you run as well yes don't and you? the uh, yeah and the uh, the french uh call it chamois cream which means <laughs> you know stops your ass stinging <laughs> I usually get as much Savlon up there as possible, really. But um, I've, I've, I have actually been using uh, the aforementioned cream um, of my uh, my post cycle. So yeah, I'm I'm waddling around, you know, all greased up. <laughs> yeah. 
I think I, I've got a sound effect for your balls when you put the cream on. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, that's it. It's, uh, it's as fresh as that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a unicorn down there, yes. <laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing if every time you walk that noise happened? <laughs> I'll pay good money for that. Oh, yeah. Let me, okay, so let's stop talking about your testicles. <laughs> yes, yes. We could go on and on, folks. <laughs> oh, dear. Steve. <clears throat> yes. What have you been listening to? Uh, since the last episode. Um, last episode, I didn't mention the Devon's album. That uh, is a spelt as Devon the County with an extra N. Yeah. Uh, the Devon's... Um, I've had it uh, a while. Got it off. I ordered it off Bandcamp, so I automatically got the uh, the download, and then the the um, vinyl came a few weeks later. It's um, it's a, it's a bit like uh, Duran Jones and the Indications. It's yeah. uh, very classic soul. Right. Sort of seventies shy lights. The impressions. Are they American? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, I don't know. I know very little about the band. Or, well, the only thing I do know, it took, took quite a long time to sort of get the project together. Um, there was a, I think I sent, might have sent you the track Blood Red Blues, which is a bit like Duran Jones in its a sort of State of the Nation address mm. in one song, yet the, the, the rest of the album's very much affairs the heart, you know, boy yeah. meets girl, boy gets dumped, you know, which is, it's all good. I mean, Blood Red Blues, I, uh, anybody wants to check that out, you will not be disappointed. Um, the I think a lot others... of bands are, uh, seem to be doing that at yeah, the moment, don't yeah. they? Having like a funky album with one song that's that, that's right, a yeah. Bit well, yeah. not a bit political, very political. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got the new uh, Leanne Le Havas album. Never uh, it's heard her of third, it. Self-titled. Um, really, I think she's maturing uh, as a songwriter and a performer. What I, kind I, of I, music I really like does she do? What, Prior like? to that, I would have said, um, you know, sort of Eliza Doolittle, that sort of lighter, sort of almost light jazzy soul kind of stuff. But um, she's got a little bit more of a harder edge. And one track, it sounded a bit like Radiohead's was breaking out. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. But it, it, would, it would be perfect uh, sort of on a beach in sort of Andalusia, but I've had to settle for a shed in the West Midlands. So, <laughs> we all uh, to love. To, yeah. And uh, to chill out. And, and talking of chilling out, mm. uh, my other one was um, I was I was out running and I think I got, I think it might have been one of the London stations, Totally Wired Radio, which I tend to listen to a lot. And I heard this track and I thought, this is familiar. But I couldn't work it out. It was kind of like it sort of got like a chilled wash over it, and then I realised it was uh, a reworking of Freeze. Is Southern Freeze? And do you remember Southern Freeze? Vaguely, Freeze? tell me a song yeah, that they it did. Was a, it, well, it was called the, the the track was called Southern Freeze. I do remember. I think Freeze had two hits. One was called I O U, and the other yes. one was uh, Southern yeah. Freeze, and. Yeah. You know when a record takes you back somewhere? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that Southern Freeze sort of took me back to a sort of a dance floor when I was wearing uh, pegs and uh, uh, 
Do you remember those plastic sandals you used to get? You are joking. In, yeah. You, know, you, the one bought, that... you, Mr. Influencer 2020, in plastic sandals. Oh, they were trendy for two weeks. You know, everybody wore Were they called jellies? Yeah, jellies, yeah. The, when I was a, a small child, my mum bought some similar from Woolworths, and I, I said, <laughs> Mother, they're the what poor people wear. And when she pointed out we are, we were the poor people, yes. I denied it and said, no, I want to go to Clark's. I want leather. And yes. uh, <laughs> ten years down the line, I come in in a pair of jelly sandals. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're serious, was... aren't you? You're actually serious. <laughs> you wore plastic shoes. Everybody wore them. Yeah, I well, don't think The crowd I ran with. <laughs> I'm never going to let you forget this. I I, yeah, um, guilty as charged. Could have totally I... take the piss out of you for years <laughs> over wearing plastic sandals and a yeah. fez. Yeah, yeah. So everybody was <laughs> doing the Southern Freeze to Southern Freeze, and uh, I heard this reworking of it thirty odd years afterwards. Um, and John Rosher, who, who was the main man behind Freeze, yeah. uh, is releasing a new album at the end of the month which i've ordered i don't think you'd like it there's too many instrumentals on for yeah, you yeah yeah but um i i thought it was i thought it was very good oh. and the only other thing i have to add to this <laughs> is um something that int- i know interests you because uh, i'm caused you to spend money again yeah i went to the record shop last saturday the, um, the record now is this an independent record shop we can give a plug to? It is. It's my friend uh, David Hughes, uh, who runs Revolution Records in Warsaw. Um, right. When I, it, David ran uh, Sundown Records with a friend of mine, Mark Burns, used to work. work. Um, then when um, streaming came in, he, it was obvious he, yeah. he got it closed, but he, he was that much of a music fan. And... You know, it was an itch. He couldn't. He, he got a scratch and and started up um, another record shop in Warsaw. Warsaw, for some reason, has two record shops. Oh. I the nearest town to me is Lich. Well, it's a small city, but it's Litchfield, which has no record shops. Oh. But um, during the lockdown, David's been my dealer, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he, get, he gets on Facebook and said and just you know, it tempts you and, and sort of shows you stuff that's coming in. Yeah. And if you're very if you're into soundtracks, uh, yeah. David use uh, you can find him on Facebook. He's your man. He he has loads and loads of soundtracks and Doctor Who LPs. You know, I think there's some spoken word stuff. Um, oh, like new or old? No. Um, when apparently when Doctor Who had that hiatus before he got picked back up again and went yeah. cool, yeah. Um, they used cool. to do sort of um, re- uh, recorded stuff, um, and uh, they it was still going. So I think they're running some of the scripts from those old. Uh, I don't know if they were radio shows or, or what there was. I'm not that much oh. of a, a, an aficionado to know, but um, I know um, is it. It was a McGann, um, one of the yes. McGann brothers, because yeah, yeah. he it was Paul. briefly that when they Paul McGann when they resurrected Doctor Who on Sky for one one mm. sort of Phil. episode, he What's played him. Guy? But apparently, he played him in, uh, in this this sort of either it was a radio or just a spoken word thing for years. Oh right, oh, I didn't and know Sheridan that. Smith was in it as well as an oh, assistant. Yeah, oh. yeah uh, that's as much as note. But yeah, yeah, check out Revolution Records in Warsaw. 
Uh, I check at David Hughes on Facebook, and the reason I went there is because he, I, I, my uh, period of lockdown had actually officially finished, and I celebrated with a trip to the record shop to pick up a copy oh. of uh, Bobby Gentry's The Delta Sweetie, which has been released on vinyl. Mm-hmm. And then I tell Tina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, I like and what a, what a wonderful album it's been. Uh, a, a double album I got um, with all the rarities stuck on the other one. Um, I got Christmas last year. I got The Girl from Chickasaw County, which was the complete works of Bobby Gentry. Mm. Everything, including sort of Tom Jones, a couple of tracks of the Tom Jones That's show. Jammy. Some Japanese, yeah. some Japanese like, stuff. How much is Spanish. it? Is it 60 is it? quid. But oh, it's not as much as I thought No, then. and I didn't realise until I bought it that Bobby Gentry had, had been given two series of, of a BBC programme. They just give it on their own and said, oh. you know, you can run a half-hour uh, sort of entertainment show. And it ran for two seasons. And um, so Lotus, uh, a BBC, um, uh, the tracks off the show are on there as well. And uh, it's, mm-hmm. if you've got... I mean, sixty pounds a lot for anybody, but if you've got you know a birthday or Christmas coming up and you like Bobby Gentry, then uh, I, I suggest uh, you uh, you have a look at it. Um, Don't hope... you think that she is largely forgotten? <clears throat> I um, I think you she comes under the umbrella somewhat of country and western music. Yeah, I think it's Ode to Billy Joe, which is just one of those it's, songs that never goes yeah. away, does it? So <laughs> so anyone listening to this, he's thinking, I've never heard of Bobby Gentry. Just you do know her because this yeah. song that she said, the Ode to Billy Joe, you will know it. If you I, just go on YouTube and have a look, you'll go, yeah. that's Bobby Gentry. Yeah. Um, she's described as Southern Gothic, isn't she? And she is. That's right. Yeah. I mean, although she, I mean, she can do country. She she, she can do soul. She do, does yeah. country soul. Are you familiar with a fancy album? No. Um, it, fancy is. Um, I'd never heard the lead. Delta Suite uh, before. All oh, right. I'd... Well, fancy's got this amazing. Uh, so, well, it was the single as well. And it's it's about a mom who's pimping a daughter out for the first time, oh and and but being Bobby Gentry, she turns it round brilliantly, yeah. and uh, it's it's and uh, it kind of reminds me of um, a Thomas Hardy poem of all things. Called, yeah. uh, if you know your Thomas Thomas Hardy, there was a, he did a poem called "The Ruined Maid" mm. uh, about this sort of woman who goes to see a friend because she's fallen hard time and, and took up being a prosy and then finds a sort of dressed in finery, you know, and uh, quite plump because she's eating, you know, and uh, and this woman just keeps saying, oh, it's a terrible life when you've been ruined, my dear. So uh, <laughs> there you go. Threw a bit of Thomas Hardy in there. Hey, what about that? <laughs> you, don't, you don't get that on the ABC gaming, do you? Yeah. Oh, I've just saw this game, blood, sweat and killing, you know. Oh, it reminds me of Milton's Paradise Lost, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's we okay, none cultured. of them listen to us. <laughs> we can rip the shit out of them as long as we want. <laughs> Except for Alan, because I think he oh. listens, so we've got to be nice about Alan. Well, we like him. <laughs> yeah, we like Alan. That's He's a given. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what have you been listening to? Uh, 
mainly Bobby Gentry since I got the <laughs> CD. I I know her because she made an album back in the day, sort of late sixties with Glenn Campbell. She and did, it, yeah. As you know, I'm a massive Glenn Campbell fan. Um, wasn't aware that 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 big box set of her stuff had come out because again, she she's one of those singers that um, she's just got this voice that. Uh, reaches into you and grabs she your heart yeah, yeah. and she's got she's sort of a bit sultry and sexy and smoky she was a model apparently she's be beautiful yeah, she'd be beautiful yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like priscilla presley-ish when she first started with that's the, right yeah yeah with the black hair. Person, actually yeah. yeah and listening to the delta suite as well what it what it made me think of as I, because again you know I'd never heard it up until I bought it but I I knew I liked it was I just kept thinking God some of these songs would have been great if she sang them with Elvis mm -hmm. yeah. really yeah. oh this is a bit Elvis proper like hardcore yeah black leather Elvis yeah so it's a great album she did um she did quite a, cover, a lot of Beatles covers as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, well, apart from Bobby Gentry, which I've been listening to nonstop yeah. for the last two days. Yeah, it's been the Teskey brothers again. <laughs> <laughs> another th another thing that Steve the influencer had a hand in with. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can never thank you enough for introducing me to him because I oh, um, you'd have got there eventually anyway, I, I think. Probably so. do you know, I don't know if I would because I I, once... I haven't come I think that they're a band that once people get to know about them, they're gonna be absolutely massive. Yeah, and um, you know they they're like they they're so talented, aren't they? That's right. I yeah. was thinking about it actually the the other day, and I was thinking I was listening to their podcast because the Teskey Brothers have been uh, for anybody who doesn't know, an Australian band, and they've been to been together quite a, been yeah. ten years before mm. they, they had any any relative success. So they were playing bars and weddings for a long time, and. The strength of that is you get good. Yeah. You know, if you're given ten years to work as as a band, you are the you're either going to walk away from any from from your, your bandmates, even though some of them you may actually be your brother, you yeah. know, um, <laughs> or you're going to get very good. And because the way that the, the music industry is now, you don't get that time if you're signed to a label. You get one one shot where yeah. before when it was a wash with money people could invest in a band and say well okay perhaps your first two albums are not you know they're not recouping the money but your third one might mm -hmm. um now now um you've got one chance so you've either got to be sort of producing re producing records or independently um to stay together because otherwise you're not gonna, you're not going to be indulged that much. Bands just don't make money from selling music no, anymore. No, no, that, that's um, why so many of them give it away. The only way bands right. make music now is by yeah. touring and t-shirt yeah. sales. Buy a t-shirt, support the band. Yeah, well, yes, and I've, yeah. I've got a Teskey Brothers t-shirt. Oh, show off! It's a good podcast, though, isn't it? I've it's listened nice, to it. Yeah, and uh, they all come across as very nice guys as yeah. well. So yeah, well, quite, it's nice when a band rises from nowhere like that as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, they, they, what else could they do? They're just so incredibly talented. Yeah. And if you follow them on Instagram, if you look, Liam Goff, the drummer, is also on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, fair play to him. He does 
have a quick chat with you if you speak I to him. I heard you talking with him the other day. I've just been talking to Liam on Twitter. We've just been talking. And I'm... it was Josh, the singer's birthday last week as well. Mm. And he's just had a little baby. Oh, what oh. a voice that man has got, though. Yeah. Oh, my God, he tears my heart out. And the other person I've been listening to, I've been listening to Ariel. Uh, Kate Bush oh, is Kate album, Bush, yeah. uh, Ariel, because to me... That that album is just summer. Mm, yeah, it's I can just, see that. It's yeah. very much a, 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 an album of nature, really. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. And I'm afraid you won't know who I'm talking about now, Steve, because it's a a rock band. Okay. I've been listening to a band called Ocean Hills. Uh, the vocalist was originally in a band called Ignite. And Dave gets a lot of music sent to him and he makes sound check shows because you know, mm-hmm. we like to advertise. I have listened to some, yeah. Yeah. Well, Ocean Hills, I, and, you know, I've listened to this song several times. Can't remember what it's called. Well done, Tina. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Dave will put it in the podcast notes though. But a uh, great vocalist and great sound as well. Bit different, not your normal like uh, cock rock. Okay. But, uh, yeah, well worth a listen. Yeah, yeah, nothing like um, Slayer, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, I've been listening. Actually, come to think of it, I've been not listening to, but watching on YouTube quite a lot of Metallica. Okay. I don't, and it just sort of happened. Dave absolutely hates Metallica, so I've just been putting a bit on here and there when he's not been in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly the gigs that they played um, when Jason was still the the bass player with an orchestra, and uh, it's made me sort of dig out Master of Puppets again. Do you know? Okay. Ever heard of Master of Puppets? I've heard of the album. Yes. Yeah. You ever heard it? Um, no. No, it's my favourite Metallica album. I like early Metallica more than recent Metallica. Actually, you you may or may not know, and you'll find this interesting, Metallica did an album before he died with Lou Reed. Really? Oh, Oh, okay. it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Yeah. yeah, it's not very good. Yeah, so so that's what I've been listening to this week. Oh, good. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so Tina. Tina, hang on. Yeah. What's my name again? Tina. Yeah. <laughs> we'll never get tired of this. <laughs> I won't know. Would you just strap episode. it to me? Uh-huh. Last episode was your choice that for this. This particular podcast, and you chose black. Why Explain did, yourself. Why, no, why did I do that? <laughs> when I, I went sort of downstairs and, and said, Dave said, Oh, what, what is it? Whose choice is it this time? Yes, yeah, my choice. What have you picked? Black. And he just looked at me like, What <laughs> the fuck? Actually, is... it's, it's, I. I did a lot of pondering about that. Yeah. 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 I was thinking, um, you know, uh, particularly in in, uh, in film, when you know, it, God, that that can be a negative, can't you? Just sticking mm. the word black in, can it? Yeah, yeah. But I don't. Black, I was thinking I, of black magic the other day and white magic. Wait. What the hell's that all about? You know? Oh, yeah. white. Ah, oh, white magic's good. You know, black magic bad. You know, <laughs> uh, black have Philip. You, have Do you know you who heard, Black Philip um, is? Have you heard Black Dog? 
Um, not the Led Zeppelin song. Um, it's by somebody called uh, Arlo Parks. No. Oh, right. Um, it's quite current. I think it released last month. And uh, she sounds... You remember when uh, Lily Allen did that Keen song and then all the women yeah. sound like they pissed themselves? And they were going, hey, 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 <laughs> you know, and, oh, God, and every Christmas one comes out and, hey, yeah, hey, hey, hey. yeah. And but it's it started a little bit like that, and I thought, all right, I'm switching this off. But it got it got going, and she came out with a great line. It's it's about a friend with depression. And she said, you know, you do your eyes like Robert Smith, and I thought, ah, well, that's a good line, yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. but but I, I was thinking, you know, a black dog, you know, uh, for depression, you know, yeah. And what can it be? Someone else, you know. But why is everything negative got to be? I've, I've sort of you know when blacks mentioned it be negative, you know. Not good. Yeah, I don't I don't look at black like that at all because no. I <laughs> No, and I didn't even think about black people. I no. just I literally thought of the colour black. Well, being an artist. <laughs> I literally that was that was it, just yeah. black. But it uh, like in a song title or the name of the band or an album. An album. Which brings me to my first choice. Okay. Oh, we haven't talked about him for a while. The king Paul of Weller. the universe. Not Paul Weller. No. There is only one perfect person. And it's Prince. It is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, oh God, Steve, I'm really <laughs> shitting myself about picking this song. <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> I know you know what it is. But, all right, so... So I thought, I love this song. I love this song. It really, every time I hear it, it makes me get up and I want to like yeah. s swing my ass and like, oh, you know, and the video to it, he's just really sexy. And it. it's just like most of Prince's songs, a banger. Isn't it? Really? It is. It is. Um, I think there's a, a sort of, a, I think there's a shaggy, it's off the album 3121 and I think it's, there's a, there's a shaggy shaggy one, isn't there, when he slows it down and there's a bit of a Latin number, but apart from that, it's just get up and, and Absolutely. dance. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's the tour. I, we both saw him on that, did we? Did you go and yes. see him in London? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was like Prince is back and 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 he's doing yeah. this now. You know? Yeah, he was amazing. So, <laughs> so can I, the whitest of white women, pick a song which obviously has racist connotations? Is it okay for me to just like this song and not think about its content? <laughs> I think it's a great song. It is and a great song. I, 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 I don't see any reason why not. And uh, I think uh, it, if you take it at that that level, um, and I think a lot of people have just took it at a superficial level, but it is a great song and it is a great a great dance song, then well, enjoy I, it at that I level. tortured myself over it and a hundred times picked it and no, no, I can't. Yes, I can. And then I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll get get some of the lyrics and read them out. Okay, so here here is the beginning of this yeah. song. I don't want to take my clothes off, but I do. I don't want to turn nobody on unless it's you. I don't want to dance too hard, baby. But this is a groove. Yes, it is. I'm hot and I don't care who knows it. I got a job to do. 
Of course he has. He's Prince. He's got his, he's got his <laughs> Prince work to do. So let's have a little listen to Prince singing Black Sweat. I don't want to take my clothes off But I do I don't want to take nobody on Yes, it's you Yes, it is. I'm hot, and I don't care who knows it. I got a job to do. Yes, I'm working. Working up a black sweat. I'm working. Working up a black sweat. I'm working. Now, to me, I mean, a lot of people who are... Who listen to this may think shouldn't have picked that Tina. It's racist. Um because of the title of it, Black Sweat. And I still picked it because I think there comes a point where you have to go, yeah, all right, so Prince is a black man. So he, he can sweats. sing. He can sing about he's not like Prince Andrew. He does yeah. sweat. He's just sweat. <laughs> he's I... the prince that sweats. <laughs> yeah, he's the prince. He is the prince that sweats. Hooray! Well done. I like that. Hang on. <laughs> Stop it, Dina. Stop it. No. <laughs> so I, I picked it because it is a great song. And I don't feel, honestly, in my heart that I am being inherently racist by picking it no i don't think it, i don't think the, the the intentions there i think no. one of the one of the lines off it is i'm going to make you scream like a white woman <laughs> isn't it that's, yeah. that's in there somewhere yeah. yeah yeah so if i have upset anybody by picking that particular song fuck oh, off get alive <laughs> get alive <laughs> fuck off don't listen to adam buxton yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh bitch uh, i the other thing I think I remember about that uh, album was, wasn't there a bit of a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory going on with the release that there was um, a purple wrapper inside so many copies? And if you got it, you actually, you know, you actually got to meet Prince. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And it was, um, I had a mate working, as I say, I had a mate working in a record shop. And I said, have you opened all the Prince records? <laughs> was there a rapper in there? No, of course not. See, now, yeah. I, I got my my copy of, of it free uh, oh. as I went into the concert. Because oh. everybody who That's went... That's right, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. We all yeah. had it free. Because he'd yeah. just gone through that big court case where he That's had right, no yeah. name. Uh, yeah, he released it on a, a sort of a, a more obscure label, didn't he? Yeah. 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 And the other notable thing about that album is Maceo Parker's on it, uh, James Brown's uh, yeah. sax player. Well, off, off, and, off and on again sax player and mm. one of my heroes. So, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Yes. That's good. So, Thank Tina. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your approval. <laughs> I, I, I approve. Um, so, do I approve of the next song? I, d I don't know if you would approve. I sort of hope that you do, actually, because... Um, the next person that I picked is for British people. They'll go, what, Tina? What? What are you picking her for, Tina? But um, so I'm going to read a little bit. I've just written a little bit about this person. Um, it's Scylla Black. Scylla. Can you do Scylla Black? 
Can you do a Liverpudlian accent? Just say... I've got Norton. Norton. What the hell was that? Come on. That's what they say for nothing. That's all I can... I don't do do accents. People from Liverpool don't say Norton. They say Norton. Norton. They say you can do it. I can't. I know they go... Yeah, they go, <laughs> See, that's why I can do it because I think Welsh people and Liverpudlian uh, people closer to the border, aren't you? Uh, There's a lot of cross pollination yeah. down that way. Yeah, we share yeah. the space. Well, they call um, woolly backs, don't they? Anybody that's slightly outside of Liverpool, they call them woolly backs. I wonder why. I have a sheep. Well, what's, what's sheep got to do with sheep? <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, mm. I should I should read this, actually, as Scylla, shouldn't I? But you probably wouldn't be able to understand me if I do. Right. We know her as a 1980s TV celebrity known for a lot, a lot of chucking and blind date. However, Black was a bona fide pop star of the 1960s. She was a mover and a shaker and a genuine friend of the Beatles, she was the born Beatles. the Beatles. She was born Priscilla Mar- Maria Veronica White in the Vauxhall district of Liverpool on the 27th of May 1943. And her paternal grandfather was from Wrexham, which is interesting because Wrexham's sort of the next big town to where I live. She was a regular at the Cavern Club where you just get up and have a go at singing. Uh, Scylla already knew all the Mersey bands, including the Beatles. You name the Mersey band that was there at the time and Scylla was mates with them. Uh, John Lennon was one of her friends. And she also knew John Lennon's family. And he was John Lennon, uh, as everybody knows, if you're interested in the Beatles, was brought up by his mum's sister. Yeah, Yeah, his aunt Mimi. And Aunt Mimi loved Scylla and she persuaded John to introduce Scylla to Brian Epstein. Now, Brian Epstein had a portfolio of local Liverpudlian artists, but he showed no interest in her whatsoever. It was obvious that he was just doing the, you know, John Lennon and Paul McCartney a favour by taking her on. And at her first audition, um, she was so nervous and the Beatles were her backing band. Uh, They played all the songs that she was singing in their key rather than her key. And in her autobiography, what's it all about? Alfie! (laughs) Alfie bit isn't on it. Uh, She wrote, uh, and I might actually do a voice here. Do you want me to? Go on. All right then. I'd chosen to do summertime, but at the very last moment, I wished I hadn't. I adored this song and had sung it when I come to Baconhead with the big three. I think that's like... The big three Mersey bands of the time. No, the big three was an actual band. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, well, there yeah. you go. See, yeah. didn't know that. <laughs> with the big three, but I hadn't released it with the Beatles, and it just occurred to me that they would play it in the wrong key. It was too late for second thoughts, though, and with one last wicked wink at me, John set the group off playing. I'd been right to worry. The music was not in my key and any adjustments that the boys were now trying to make were too late to save me. My voice sounded awful. I was destroyed and wanting to die, but I struggled on to the end. Oh, poor Scylla. So that was that for her. But Epstein, and Norton now, Epstein did take her on 
1964, Scylla sang Anyone Who Had a Heart and it got to number one in the UK charts. So Scylla was on her way and she followed it with You're My World, which is an English language rendition of an Italian popular, can't speak now, popular song, Il Mio Mondo by the composer Umberto Bindi. Do you think he knows, um, what's his face, sexy Italian singer that we Mario like? Biondi. Oh, uh, I bet he does. But he's probably his uncle, isn't he? Probably is. <laughs> Share a beard together. Ooh. Black <laughs> recorded much material during this time, including songs written by Phil Spector, Tim Harden and Bert Bacharach. Yeah. And they were all produced by George Martin in Abbey Studios in London. So in late 1967, Paul McCartney was approached to write the theme tune by Scylla Black for this this series she was going to do on the BBC, which was called Scylla! Exclamation mark. Scylla! Fuck no! And it was so popular, the song, because she'd sing it at the beginning and sing a bit at the end, that she wanted it to be a whole song. And so did the programme. The BBC wanted it to be as well. Uh, so there's a couple of clips on YouTube that you can listen to of Paul McCartney and Scylla actually making up the song. Should we have a little listen to it? Let me so turn down the light. I want you to stay. You look tired, love. Let me turn down the light. Coming out of the cold, rest your head on my shoulder. Out of the cold, put your head on my shoulder and love me tonight. Shoulder. And put head on my shoulder and love me tonight I'll always be here if you should need me Night and day Step inside love And stay, step inside love So when you listen to this clip And it's not, it's not a video, it is just... Um, uh, audio, you can hear Paul and Scylla making the song up and she sings quite low. She's not belting it out. You can really hear her voice and she could really sing. But I think even when she's doing the fog on bit, she she got such a powerful voice. And I like it, even though it's not perfect. I like the way she sings. Um yeah, but but I thought I thought it was really interesting that that still survives that little clip of them yeah, making it up yeah, together. It's, it's quite amazing. They they just keep digging at the vault, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, McCartney also recorded that song and led the started singing it on the White Album that was right. re-released yeah. on the fiftieth anniversary, where he sings "Last Paranoias." Have you heard that bit? Yeah. You've heard that, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love this song. I I can't explain. It's just one of those songs that I just love. Um, let's have a little listen to the studio version of it. Step inside, love. Let me find you a place Where the cares of the day will be carried away By the smile on your face We are together now and forever Come my way, step inside love, 
Good old Scylla. So she, so most people in Britain know her as this ginger celebrity that just was on certain shows, you know, um, and and was a personality and don't know that she was a big pop star in the 60s. Well, it was uh, the sort of triumvirate, wasn't it? It was Dusty Springfield, mm. sort of Sandy Shaw and yeah. Scylla. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I must admit my heart will always be with Dusty, but... Um, <laughs> Um, uh, but I think she kind of soured things with um, a few people because I think around about um, the 80s she was very sort of vociferous in a sort of backing of the Tory party yes. and uh, and uh, I think a, a lot of people in, uh, in Liverpool which has always really been staunchly sort of uh, yeah. Labour yeah, really yeah. Uh, got offended by it and I think she she made an attempt to backtrack out of it uh, she unsuccessfully did. Yeah, yeah I think she gave, a, gave an interview sort of when yeah. she was a lot older and said yeah. that I never I never said I was a conservative. Yeah, when you've turned up at Tory party conferences, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, there's, there's generally a yeah, clue in there. exactly. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, um, I think sometimes because not many people do turn out for the for 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 uh, the the conservative you know uh, from popular culture it's it's mm. always been a bias towards the left yeah. and i think the i think i can remember gary newman um he had sort of sort of thatcherist leanings and mm. and not many others um have really been vocal about it they've all gary barlow from take oh, that well, yeah, he's was a, a dodger wasn't he really well I he's mean, an uh, arch conservative isn't he yeah that's yeah. right yeah but, but not many uh, are sort of very vocal in their support, really. And most people are either keep it zipped or so. Mm. Well, you know, um, I'm 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 voting on the uh, the Labour side of things, even though they probably aren't. Yeah. Isn't isn't Paul yeah. Weller a Conservative supporter? No, no he's not. I wish. <laughs> I'm joking. I'd like, to, I'd like to. I'd like to. I think a lot of his fans are. You know. <laughs> I mean, and again, you know. I don't go on many of these sort of notice, uh, you know, these, these message boards, but, uh, you know, it's always been uh, uh, sort of really funny because, you know, they put these sort of right-wing thing, sort of things on there and you think, what the hell do you listen to? Yeah. What are you getting out of this record that I'm not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. So then my number one pick uh, uh-huh. is by... Well, I don't know if you, you would have come across this person before I introduce you to him. Uh, his name's Eric Francis Schrody, and he's known by his stage name, which is Everlast. So you might know him because he was the front man for a hip hop group called House of Pain. And their yes. most famous song is... Uh, they... <laughs> Jump a bloody round. <laughs> I, I don't mind jump around. My only gripe with jump around is is the bloody Bob and Earl start to it, which was ripped off the Harlem Shuffle. And sometimes when that comes on, the first first few notes, and you're on your feet thinking, ah, it's Harlem Shuffle. I'm ready for this. And then bloody House of Pain starts playing. <laughs> Let's have a quick listen.
there. So now you know who he yeah. is. <laughs> you only got to listen to that. Do, do, do. I've got a friend who's a DJ, and he, he, if he's working with a difficult audience, he, he'll bang that on, and he, he, um, the Harlem Shuffle version, uh, and he generally fills the floor. And um, we were pl- he was playing at this uh, gig that happens about three times a, a year in Chris's neck of the woods, Wolverhampton, and uh, it's all these um, guys from the original some mods from the 60s, and that, yeah. the, the higher this art center out for the night oh. and he absolutely fills and uh, he my friend can do like a, a pure 60s um soul set mm. and that invited him him over and we were wandering around these corridors trying to find the main room and as we walked in that the harlem shuffle had just played it was just playing and the entire the entire room was up on the feet and they were just hitting that beat. I mean, some. I mean, I'm approaching seventy now, and not one person was out of step. It was amazing, and they I just bet. looked immaculate. You know, oh. Didn't you know, notice Chris in the room at all. <laughs> yeah, That'd God. be amazing. Yeah, he was jumping around. He was. <laughs> Chris, Chris is more into nineties grunge, though, isn't he? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He'd been thrown out for yeah. being. A he hit. likes Nirvana and Metallica, yeah. and you know. Anyway. That. Anyway, um, yeah. So Everlast. Everlast. Now, I really like Everlast. He's a bit... When you watch him on YouTube, he does a lot of acoustic numbers, and especially since lockdowns happened, he'll put up like one every couple of weeks. And he and I don't like watching him sing because he's he really stares at you like a bit of a rapey uncle. <laughs> <laughs> so it sort of put, he put... That puts me off a bit, but this one album, his second solo album, Whitey Ford Sings the Blues, is just a stone cold classic for me. A uh, bit of history about him. He was a bit of a bad boy. Uh, he suffered a heart attack when he was 28. And everybody said at the time, oh, you know, he's, it's because of drinking drugs. and But it wasn't. He had a congenital heart defect, okay. which was corrected, uh, which is, you know, he's really young. Um just before that happened, he converted from Catholicism to Islam. And That's interest- a brave move, isn't it? Well, yeah. Well, quite a lot of uh, pop stars have done that, haven't they, really? Well, I wouldn't call him a pop star, exactly. Uh, but he gave a, an interview, which is sort of related to the song that I've picked. Um, even though I would consider myself still to be a Muslim, I don't really. I kind of reject all organised religion so you can make up your own mind about it. So the song I picked as my number one choice for black was Black Jesus by Everlast. Should we have a listen? They call me white devil, black Jesus, heaven closing, hell freezing, egos tripping, scripts keep flipping, blasts keep blooding, cribs keep tripping, time keeps slipping.
reason I picked this actually over Prince. Can you believe I picked a song over Prince? I'm, I'm struggling with the concept, but carry on. Shocking, isn't it? Is that it's one of those songs that as soon as I heard it, it was ping, I love this song. And I still love it now. And, and I can listen to it and it's fresh. 
it's not aged. It's just, I just think it's Stone Cold Classic. Great album. I, I, hadn't, I hadn't heard it um, until you, you sent me the link. Mm. Um, I what thought do you think? What was, what was uh, noticeable was he'd approached the, the blues from a rap style. Mm. You can tell he'd been a rapper because... Yeah. Um, sort of his formation of lyrics. There's there's rap there's rap lyrics. I think he mentions yeah. a love gun at one stage. Oh, it's because he's a Kiss it, fan. And uh, doesn't he do um, the birdies? The word he throws that yeah. in. And, you just but, you the way you just totally ignored me saying he's a Kiss fan. Obviously, oh, you don't right. know. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't catch that. Sorry. <laughs> Are you familiar with Kiss's song Love Gun? Well, I want to tell you something. A couple of days ago, I'd been partying myself, so I thought it was time to go to the doctor to get myself checked out. You know what I'm talking about? I go walking into the doctor's office. I go walking in. I got my appointment for 10.30. I go walking in. It's about 10.15. You understand? I go walking in, and the doctor's not there yet, but I walk in. I see a nurse with the biggest tits I've seen in a long time. Now this girl's trying to be real cool. So I sit down and I start reading my magazine. Now she goes walking by me. She's trying to make believe that I'm not really there. She goes by me like this. on real quick so I say excuse me I say excuse me nurse could you come over here for me she comes walking over to me I said bend down here I got something to tell you she bends down I grab a hold of her real quick all of a sudden she starts to catch on she says to me why don't we start this examination just a little bit early? I said, all right, she says to me, Paul, why don't you take off your shirt? Why don't you take off your pants? Now I look at this girl, I say, honey, I'm feeling just a little bit shy. So she looks at me, I'm wearing my Levi's, my 501s, you know those real tight ones? So she walks over, she bends down, and she undoes that little snap at the top. Then she reaches down just a little bit, she undoes the next one, she goes, next one. She opens up my pants. She checks her hand out to make sure it's not too cold and she sticks it down the front. And she pulls out. And she says to me, Paul, what are you doing with that pistol down your pants? I said to her, honey, that ain't no pistol. I said, honey, that ain't no 
right. I thought he was talking about the old um, his 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 penis probably kissed it as well. Well, Dave will probably know. insert a little bit of love gun in now because I've mentioned it. Don't do it, Dave. <laughs> He's going to put his love gun in, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but still, he reminded me a little bit of R.L. Burnside. You ever come across R.L. Nope. Burnside, old blues uh, blues? Uh, singer guitarist who I like I, I really like and he can do sort of acoustic blues with because he's got a good voice mm. he's got a good voice for blues so um, and I've, I've, I've played it a few times um, and uh, yeah it's, it's very interesting what did you think of his voice he's good um, he's it, there's all, almost a bit of country in there as, at times think? as well. Yeah. Do you know you're not far wrong there? There's a there's his next album was called White Trash Beautiful. That's oh, another right, big yeah. song of his, and that's got a little. When you listen to it, it's a little bit country and yeah. western. Uh, kind of. Dri- have you heard the Drive By Truckers? No. Oh, um, yeah. I Drive By Truckers, um, country, but. You know, can rock it, can can throw some southern rock in there as well. Have so. you ever heard Hazy Dixie? <laughs> yeah, we've seen them. They're amazing. Ah, yeah. Good night out. <laughs> <laughs> they are a good night out. Yeah. Oh, do you remember when we used to go out at night and watch bands? Is that about a thousand yeah, years ago? My memories are failing on that. <laughs> do you think it'll ever happen again? Uh, the new normal will change. We will, but it'll really be in spaceman suits or something yeah, like that. Yeah, have to be, yeah. won't we? Oh, we're not allowed yeah. to talk about that. So, do you yeah. think, having heard uh, Black Jesus, that you that you would investigate Everlast at all? I, I, I would. I the uh, same. I, I always like kind of like jump around anyway. I thought it was a great, a good song. So. Um, yeah, um, if I could I could listen to more. It's not a song I hated, yeah. really. So, that, yeah. That, that album, I think that you would like it if you heard it a few times, because it's not just a rock album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's other things going on, yeah, yeah. Now, I think really before we get on to your choices, that you should thank me from the bottom of your heart in the most grovelly way possible. Thank me and praise me for not picking black metal songs. I, I thought we were going to have some. Yeah, I thought we were going to have a bit of it. <laughs> a little bit of it. I did actually. There was this one Celtic Frost song that I was going to pick oh, to Mega Theory on, and then I thought, I can't really. It's black metal, but then you know it hasn't got black in the title, and the band's called Celtic Frost, so. I nearly yeah. picked a Metallica, um, Fade to Black, Metallica, but didn't. Just for How you. many heavy metal bands, heavy metal albums have got black in there? There must be bloody All of them. Every single, it's a prerequisite. You want to release a... Black b- Sabbath? You didn't even mention Black Sabbath, yeah. Now, I re- now that's interesting as well because uh, I nearly picked a Black Sabbath song, but when Ronnie Dame, James Dio was the singer with Black Sabbath... They did yeah. a song called Neon Nights that I really love. I don't I don't write Aussie. Sorry everybody. Dave is ashamed of me when I say that, but Ozzy Osbourne never done it for me, has never done it for me. I've seen him a couple of times. I've been bored off my tits. Really? Um... Yeah, I just no. And I've I back in the day met Sharon a few times and really liked her and thought she was 
an amazing person because she scooped him up and made him a multi-millionaire. Oh, good grief, yeah. Oh, well, she was schoolboy. She's definitely her father's well, her dad, daughter, isn't absolutely, she? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Mr. Yeah. Don. Yeah. I, the first job um, I ever had, um, I unofficially left school. I'd, I'd had enough and decided I, I, uh, I wasn't going back anymore. And um, they would just started work on a block of flats near the school that I was going to. Mm. So I decided to go and ask for a job there. And uh, the guy set me on, actually, as a, as a, as a labourer. And I worked with Oz, Ozzy's brother. Oh, really? Who was... Um, I think Ozzy was the tame one of the family, really, um, because Lord. his brother was an absolute nutcase. Oh. If, he, if he actually was. I mean, I've only got, got his word that he was Ozzy Osbourne's brother. Yeah. But um, we were labouring, um, bringing the barrelfuls of cement up into the bricklayers on the, you know, so you yeah. had to sort of keep going up because it was a block of flats. What was his name? Uh, was it Derek or Brian? I can't, I can't remember his name. We called him Jimbo. Jimbo. Yeah. Jimbo Osborne. But um, he um, he used to wall the afternoon wall away the afternoons by dropping acid, oh, and um, and swan diving off the uh, off the uh, top of the uh, flats that we were building onto the sand below. Yeah. Lovely. So uh, yeah. he was um, he was a funny lad, but it was one of those things. I, I'm sure I could in internet it and find out for definite if he was but i'd rather i'd rather have a mystery around than he was you know but uh well yeah. well anyway steve you're welcome you know because i, I yes, know that you and thank you uh, for avoiding yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> and once again and once again so steve now we've finished with my choices it's your turn what what racially temperate <laughs> songs did you pick? Well, when you said black, I thought I'm going to go for a band, I'm going to go for a song, and I'm going to go for an album. Mm. So, um, and I'm going to try and keep. I'm going to keep two of them quite current. Yeah. And um, the first pick is. Um, a song called Colours, and black is definitely a colour, uh, by the Black Pumas. Um, and uh, the Black Pumas are um, a relatively new band. And if you've heard the Samsung um, phone advertisements, that's the song that's that's the bed beneath it. Um, they, they're formed in Austin, Texas, by Eric Burton, and Adrian Quisada. Not the Eric uh, Burton. No, Eric Burton, <laughs> not Burden, not him out the animals. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently I, I know I knew Adrian Quisada before because he's been in a few offshoots, but um, he's a kind of studio guy, and he was looking around for for a vocalist and somebody because Austin, Texas, is this sort of hotbed of. It, it don't fit in with the rest of Texas, apparently. Mm. You know, everybody who sort of works in the music industry and don't want to sound like a country and western band oh. <laughs> flocks to Austin, really. And um, he was looking for a, a vocalist, and a, a mutual friend suggested Eric Burton. And the two just absolutely... Dive, dive, dive! Year. Quick, they're coming for you! <laughs> yeah, oh, God. What else are they going to release? Hide the drugs! <laughs> yeah. Um... So they, they they formed, and earlier on this year, um, they released their debut ab album, and uh, it's it's great. It's a really, really good album. Um, 
and uh, I was gonna. There's a, a the opening track is is called Black Moon Rising. I almost put pick this, but uh, I put in, instead. I, th- I thought we'd have a listen to Colours. It's a good song. Uh, they were due to tour. They were due to play in Birmingham in November. I don't think I've got a chance of seeing them really. No. <laughs> and they and they're just two young black guys, aren't they? That yeah, are yeah. Very and, handsome. Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> very, yeah. very yeah. handsome. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they've, they've won a Grammy already for best for best newcomers. So uh, again. Uh, like um, we were saying, uh, unfortunately, it's 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 really putting everything on hiatus for uh, for bands like the Teskey Brothers and and like the Black Pumas to sort of build on the success that they they were already heading for. Really, I um, think uh, when I looked at the Black Pumas, this particular song on YouTube, watched the video of it. I mean, Teskey Brothers get sort of five hundred thousand views, and I love them. And and I really stand by the fact that I think they're going to be enormous. Yes. The Pumas, they they were already up in millions and millions yeah. of years, yeah. so they're already yeah. there, really, aren't yeah, they? Considering so, yeah, it's their first yeah. go. It's just, uh, I think they they I heard heard, heard a recent interview, interview and they said, well, we're just going to try and record stuff well, mm. until we until we've figured out what we're going to do now. Mm. So yeah, great song, yeah. good choice. And what is okay. number two? Second choice, uh, Mr. Hathaway. Uh, I like the way you call him Mr. Hathaway. Oh, I, I, would have, I would have to couldn't call him by his first name. Donner. No, no. Donner. <laughs> yeah. Um, young, gifted and black. Um, this was from, uh, well, it was um, originally um, done, uh, recorded by Nina Simone, who wrote it. Um, the song was originally um, dedicated to a friend of hers, uh, Lorraine Hansbury, who was a playwright mm. and uh, was one of the first sort of black playwrights to to get uh, a, a play on. I think it was Broadway, and uh, it was uh, it was called Raising in the Sun, and and she wrote this song about her. 
Um, oh, I know but, that play as well, yeah. Yeah, so, but, I mean, everybody's, I think loads of people have had a go at um, Young, Gifted and Black. Um, I think the the reggae version uh, was a, a big hit over here for Bob and Marcy, I think it was, uh, which I used to really like. Um, Aretha did um, an album uh, called Young, Gifted and Black, but Donnie uh, covered it on his Everything Is everything album and for me he just made it his his own mm. uh, shall we have a little listen a little listen let's have a little listen to mr hathaway for a moment when you mentioned Nina Simone and the fact that I picked black uh, mm-hmm. and was concerned about black sweat. I read this morning an interview with Zoe Saldana. Uh, she's an actress. Oh, didn't she play Nina Simone? She played Nina Simone in a biopic. Now, I haven't seen this film and I think it was slated when it came out. It wasn't out. very good. I've seen yeah. it. Um, I'm quite a big Nina Simone fan, but... yeah. That's not a good film. Uh, she's apologised for being in it. Oh, right. Okay. And I thought, well, she's black. It's, and she's she's apologised for blacking up. I think she had to, she actually uh, fal- darker skin tone, yeah. didn't she? Uh, yeah, and w- she wore a false nose as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I, I didn't realise that. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, apologise for the bad film, but I, I'm, yeah, I think all, well, all I this mean, stuff's going a bit. If you're going to portray somebody, I can see prosthetics coming into it. Yeah. But, yeah. Yes, skin tone it's, maybe. It's got but, to uh, a point, I think, where people, it's like, you know, and I, I, we don't talk about politics again, but I think it's relevant to the choice that I made for this particular. Theme tunes. I don't think you can get away with it. <laughs> yeah, it's no, no. The fact that I, I was genuinely concerned about picking that song mm, mm. because I didn't want to offend anybody. Current climate, yeah. When 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 things are a bit hypersensitive, yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. 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 
So anyway, back, on to nicer back, things. Back to Mr. Donny. Um, yeah. If you've, if you've said... never come across him before, <laughs> um, that was from uh, his, his album Everything Is Everything, uh, which was released in 1970. Uh, didn't Donny didn't make that many albums, mainly because he, well, two schools of thought. One school is, and the main one is that he committed suicide because he had, he did have mental health issues. Uh, he, he was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. Um, he'd been working on a, a follow-up album with uh, Roberta Flack, um, but um, he was uh, he was getting apparently he was getting sort of really got voices in his head and, and thought people were reading his thoughts and. Um, he'd been working in a studio and uh, Roberta Flack had gone home and then had a telephone call to say that he'd, he'd, he'd fallen from a window. Mo the main school of thought is that he jumped, although there is another sc school of thought that said, well, he used to open a window and, because he's very religious, he used to sort of quote the Bible verses out of it, an open window, whichever one he, he perished, but... What a talent! What an yeah. amazing talent! Uh, his live, he, thankfully, he's record, he recorded three live albums uh, in performance live, and uh, these songs for you live. Mm. I know the Teske brothers are again massive fans, but mm. and uh, I, I have, but um, yeah. Um, a Was this album with really. Roberta, Roberta Flack ever released? What? what they did re well, record the or? first album the, the donny donny hathaway uh and R R roberta flack and then the songs that he, he recorded for that was uh, uh, uh on the roberta flack album featuring donny hathaway yeah yeah um i haven't heard uh, that i'll have to look for it he also did a theme a theme uh score for a film um Ooh. good was it good luck Charleston Blue. I've got it somewhere. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He says, leaning some... over and looking through all his records. I'm going to say, I'm just trying to rack, rack through my record collection, trying to pull it out. <laughs> okay, uh, so that's Donnie. Will, Donnie will come back because I'm going to shoe on uh, uh, <laughs> as many as I can in. So, uh, and uh, I can make the link as possible. So you're going to swap possible. Prince for Donnie. No, you're going to swap. Uh, it's either Paul Weller or Donny Hathaway then. <laughs> one or the other. Oh dear. Yeah, I was going to have the the the, the one song I didn't have because this last one you this last final track, which is my main one, mm. usurped it. Was uh, Billy Paul uh, who released uh, a song called uh, "I'm a Black Enough for You" and yeah. ruined his career at the same time. Yeah, I listened to that and I yeah. I didn't like it. Didn't yeah, I, I was, it was a bit. Ooh. I think it was released out of his control because yeah. um, he'd had that massive hit with um, the adulteress on Mayor Mrs. Jones. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and um, the he, he, he was. Song. Well, I, oh, God. I, um, again, friend, DJ friend used to do the uh, Wednesday night at this uh, local nightclub, uh, which was called the. Well, the slang was the granite grab a granny night and uh, we <laughs> always all, used to finish uh, we always used to read this in the end song yeah it was all the um george michael careless whisper <laughs> we could always for the whole uh, we've we thought it was being ironic nobody got it they were still hiding the wedding rings in their handbags you know? <laughs> <laughs> um billy billy paul he's a he's a strange old old thing he um he was in 
the army with Elvis. And, Was uh, he? Yeah, formed a <laughs> band with Bing Crosby's son. And... Um, Eddie Harris, who went uh, the saxophonist, who was who went on to um, call uh, record well, it's the all electric, happening where you are. Yeah. Do you want to go and get an ice cream <laughs> for the I'm dog? <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, and uh, but Elvis wouldn't join the band. He wanted oh. to to drive the jeep around, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they're this. They were out in Germany, you know, playing in this band, but Elvis just didn't want to. He said he was taking a rest. Oh. So I, he was a bit older than I thought he was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he must yeah. have been. That's really interesting. So right. then your final choice, Steve. My final choice is, and this is um, a band, well, a duo, um, and they've, they released two albums last year. I've not got a lot to say about them because they're very mysterious. Sorry, no. the ice cream fan's making me laugh. <laughs> yeah. Um, nobody knows who they are. Um, oh. Well, obviously some people know who they are. And and um, the more they get mentioned, people's going, oh, well, I've got an idea who they are. Yeah. I don't really want to know who they are. They're a band called Salt, mm. and uh, I'll spell them for you, S-A-U-L-T. Um, they released uh, an album last year, two albums. One was called Five, the number five. One was called Seven, the number seven. Both really good. But um, I was out um, a few weeks ago and I heard this song and it just absolutely knocked me off my feet. Mm. Um, from the album Black Is, uh, this is Salt and Wildfires.
sounded all husky then. I did, yeah. It, that song makes me. I love that walking bass on that that <laughs> yeah. song. I think it's just amazing. Um, I think Michael Kiwanuka. Well, Michael Kiwanuka is definitely involved because he, he sings on the album. Yeah. And I think a guy uh, from uh, the band Jungle are involved. Uh, but that's all I've got. <laughs> um, if you want to check the the uh, album out, go on the Salt website. As far as I know, I've I've ordered it from Bandcamp because I wanted the vinyl version. As far as I know, it's free, so you can download oh. the entire album from the the Salt website. And it's a classic. It's got uh, spoken word. It's got sort of neo soul. It's got some Afrobeat on there. It's it's very much a, a Black Lives Matter inspired uh, release. Um, it, it doesn't shy away from that. And you know, as much as you try and avoid, I know we avoid politics on this. Um, we're talking about cultural. Uh, uh, the effect and one of the effects of social and political change on on, on art, on literature, on music, mm. on films, um, will be uh, sort of the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. Um, I mean, remember the stuff from the seventies. Um, I mean, you look at Stevie Wonder's Innovations. You look at Marvin Gaye's What's Going On, mm. which you know looked at the Vietnam War, the changes in in um you know socio-political movements yeah. and the environment yeah i'm afraid yeah. you can't it, it's going to be reflected in art no matter which way you look at it and um have you heard the anderson pack record uh lockdown no uh, it's a song that again very new uh obviously inspired by the lock lockdown yeah but moves on as you know it takes on in black Lives matters movement within the lyric very very good song you know so already that that's sort of that that's that that ball's rolling and uh, mm-hmm. it will continue to roll no matter which way you look at things but uh, i just think that is an amazing what are the song. songs on it have you have you seen what they're actually singing you know it's like one wear a mask two don't go to the beach. <laughs> Three. <laughs> Keep away from people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Socially distance. Socially distance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's really interesting. Uh, I don't know what they're going to write about. It. It's like at the moment, personally, I keep seeing art competitions, and and they call things like your reflections on lockdown, and I'm thinking that you want me to paint something that that reflects what's happening to me at the moment so so basically all i'm seeing is paintings of people looking through windows the the other thing is um for a lot of musicians they won't even notice lockdowns gone no. they used to yeah. they used yeah. to sitting in a room yeah. with musical instruments you know in the middle of the day you know yeah. or, or working at night yeah. you know there's that studio people they ain't going to make a lot. All right, it makes a difference that they can't go out and play to people. Yeah. But the actual creative side, no, they're quite happy to be locked up. <laughs> it's pretty awful about them not being able to get any help, though. Money. Oh, my yes. God. But well, Here we go. It, yeah. I, I think it's relevant, though, for musicians, isn't it? You know, that I, again, you know, don't really want to talk about politics, but this is an industry that completely depends on playing live so they can sell those t shirts. Yeah, I mean, you know, and it. it's, yeah. yeah, it's, it's terrible, terrible. But I don't want to, to end on a sad note. That was a great <laughs> song, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Do you want to talk about anonymous bands then, 
has got. Well, we would, as, as, as I said, um, they are anonymous. And I was just think I just did a quick Google of anonymous bands, and I come up with a few um, a few people. You might know this, Sia, but I didn't see I didn't see Sia as anonymous. <laughs> but I think it's a sort of stage persona, really, yeah. isn't it? I think she tries to hide herself with with that. I don't uh, know why she did that though. I mean she's a she's well known because she wrote songs for everybody and she's such a fantastic singer herself. Yeah, yeah, but sold yeah, these songs, question. you know, because she couldn't get a break. I don't know how I don't really know any that much about her, how she got a break or how she became known for singing her own songs. Mm. So because I think Chandelier is probably the first song that yeah. I, I sort of perped up a bit and went, Oh my yeah. god, what a banging song. She's, she's good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's amazing, isn't she? It's such a voice as well. And she's she's sort of lovely to look at. I know she's got health problems though. She's got some sort of connective tissue disease. Which may okay. have caused her to sort of wear that uh, right, yeah, massive yeah. wig. As, um, our friend the Hat Man wears the the hat, doesn't he? Really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she she's could... she also sort of covered her own persona by having that amazing little dancer. Well, she can't be that little. She must be like twenty now. But I think yeah. she was about twelve or thirteen when she started dancing in all her videos. Mm-hmm. Is her name Maddie something? Yes. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. 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 And that was because people don't, again, you know, nobody really makes great videos anymore. There's, of yeah, there's Adele, Yawn, yeah, but Beyonce. Got, some people have got the, have got a, a budget to do that. That's it. That, that's <laughs> it, isn't it? That's the point, exactly. Um, actually, I just mentioned Beyonce, so I'll just go off topic for a second. Uh, Beyonce, I think it was last week, released a video album called Black is King uh, on the Disney Channel. I haven't watched it. I'm quite interested just to see what it's like. I'm not, oh God, women just go bonkers over Beyonce, don't they? And I'm not disputing yeah, that Yvonne's she's... a big fan, yeah. Yeah, I just, no, not interested. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't do it for me at all. <laughs> but the, I saw a couple of little clips of this Black is King and it looks like it cost a trillion dollars right yeah. it really does but anyway back to see her yeah yeah um, so she so the, everybody knows who she is so she's not anonymous really no, uh, yeah. the other one that come up with everybody knows who they are as well is gorillas you know yeah, uh, that, yeah. that's uh, that's that's a uh, not a real good best kept secret is it you mm. know it's one of damon alburn's offshoots yeah. and um i've seen gorillas yeah, but, I thought I've seen. Did, was Paul? Uh, no, that was the good. Paul Weller. The Paul Weller. You know, uh, Paul Cinnamon without the Clash. Now that was good. That was the good, the bad, and the Queen. I saw. Um, yeah, I think the, the the anonymous bit came because you recruited Jamie Hewlett. Yeah. Uh, the cartoonist yeah. who uh, created Tank Girl for yeah. Deadline magazine. So they they they're the cartoon sort of uh, personas. Um, yeah. You might know this one. Is there a band called Lordy or something, or, <laughs> or is it Oh Lordy Lordy? Or <laughs> yeah, Lordy. Yeah, nobody yeah. really knows who they are as well. Uh, yeah, because right. they were. Uh... And there's the other ones because that I got the two bands confused. See, I've forgotten what they're called now. When Dave Guar hears the Guar is another Guar. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The only reason I know who Guar is is they they appeared once. Um, central when when. Uh, 
the ITV had a studio that worked in uh, in the West Midlands. There used to be a central weekend program. It's one of those Friday night awful chat shows. Yeah. And Guar appeared on it, trying to sort of outrage people, really <laughs> trying to just get a bit, bit of free publicity. And they, they dressed up as monsters, didn't they? Yeah. Almost? Well, the Guar actually are blood throwers. When you yeah. see them, they chuck awful and blood at people. Where Lordy <laughs> are Eurovision friendly. Okay. Dave has interviewed. The guy you can take home to your parents. (laughs) Well, Dave's interviewed the guy who is Lordy. Um, I think he's Swedish, and he was so lovely. He even did a text message alert for Dave's son, who's a big Lordy fan. Just like, yeah, he was really lovely. Uh, Can't say that I'd know one of their songs if it smacked me in the face. (laughs) To be honest with you, I've seen Guar. I saw them years ago, and have no recollection other than people slipping about on the blood on the floor. <laughs> and talking of Dave, <laughs> his band, Kiss, I suppose, uh, originally yeah. had personas rather than... Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's, it's been let slip quite a long time. <laughs> That's yeah. it, who, yeah. who was who. But um, Well, they yeah. started off about they were supposed to be superheroes, weren't they? And their makeup reflected their personality. Like I've got a massive bone with, to pick with Bloody Kiss. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> they inadvertently split one of my band, favourite bands. Who? <gasps> um, in uh, I read the book on um, Lee Brillo, who was the main guy behind Doctor Feelgood. Did you ever listen to Doctor Feelgood? Yes. Yeah. Well. Uh, for anybody who didn't, in the late 70s, I got him to him a bit later, mainly because I was queuing up in uh, for a ticket in uh, Wolverhampton Civic Hall and heard somebody doing a sound check and sneaked in, and it was Dr. Feelgood. Yeah. And they were, they were really good. They said, oh, come in, sit down, come on, you can listen to us. And uh, they're great. And I thought, oh, he's a really nice guy. I'll investigate him. And uh, their live album, Stupidity, is brilliant. But they had uh, Wilco Johnson yeah. as guitarist yeah. in the original lineup. The and amazing again, Wilco Johnson. Oh, the amazing, who played guitar like a dodging card. He just should bounce up and down yeah. the stage and was in Game of Thrones as the uh, yeah. executioner. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was, he anyway, was dying as well, the, wasn't he? But biggest... recovered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, had a tumor the size of a, uh, a watermelon that used to balance his guitar on. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> anyway, um, so stupidity, unbelievably, in the in the late seventies, gets released and goes straight to number one in the album charts. So, what did their record company do? They sent them on tour in America with Kiss, where nobody had heard of them. Oh my God. So, there's four guys from from Canvey Island playing art, speeded up R and B. And uh, their support band to Kiss, and apparently Kiss at the time had this embargo with their support band that nobody was allowed backstage. Yeah. And uh, you know, and they they were playing this arena to people that nobody liked them, and getting changed in the toilet. And Wilco Johnson said, <laughs> "I am not fucking touring anymore. Fuck off!" And and, <laughs> the ba- and walked out the band. Sounds um, about right. Yeah, but apparently there would have been antagonism before that. I think 
the rest of the band were pretty much they, they were kind of like pub guys that they, they liked to uh, drink and, and Wilco liked to smoke the old sort of you know, yeah. uh, whatever yeah the the uh, the the uh, hallucinogenic tobacco or whatever you want to call it and and he quit quit the band there and then and Chris uh, of course Kiss had got nothing no idea that they they done yeah. this. Yeah. Well, what, idiot, what kind of an idiot at a record company? Yeah. Well, we could capitalise on your success and sort of, you know, arrange a few dates. Oh, we'll put you on to we kiss. With kiss, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, dear. Right. I think we've done with anonymous bands. Um, let's go to any other business. There is what, one thing I'd like to mention, actually, before you start, is last yeah. night... Uh, and it's the 8th of August today, but last night on BBC4 was a great new documentary by... Oh, fantastic. ...friend yes, of the podcast, the yeah. Simon Sheridan, who, who was on um, the 80s Picture House back in the day. And we're hoping that Simon's going to come back on to 60 Minutes With to talk about the real thing. Uh, he made a documentary about the band, the Liverpudlian band from sort of late 60s, early 70s, right up until today, called The Real Thing, and, and they were from and Liverpool Lane. what a documentary that was. Yeah, I, it's great. I was, In fact, we were talking about it this morning, you know. Um, uh, amazing. Um, yeah. I Didn't pull any punches, did it? It was right it, out there about, uh, it, yeah. It didn't. I thought the first, their first album was called, uh, no, the second album was called Liverpool, Mm. Um, but apparently it was going to be called Liverpool Eight, but yeah. uh, the record company pulled it, and it was it, it was it was titled Four From Eight. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I knew the get the the uh, the the Ghetto Children uh, track, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's been uh, covered a lot as well, isn't it? By yeah, different, yeah. But they, when they said that they were. Um, you know, they very often pulled over by the police coming back from gigs because there'd be four black guys in in a, a relatively good car. And then the guy said, "Well, I was pulled up last week." You know, yeah, and yeah, and times changed. Yeah. Um, but a really, really excellent uh, um, uh, documentary, and they got Mech from Brukey on yeah. there, didn't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your Liverpoolian accent is terrible. <laughs> no. It's and, terrible. And our friends and our friends from Birkenhead as well. So uh... oh, stop it! It's awful, <laughs> awful. Yeah, yeah, but de definitely recommend it. It'll be on the iPlayer. And um, oh, and I tell you, who came out of there? That is a bit of a shit. David Bloody Essex. Yeah. Toddles off to South America, didn't he? And yeah. quite unrepentant about the whole thing. Oh, South Africa. Know. Yeah, when he went to Sun South City. Africa. Yeah, yeah. Toddles yeah. off to South Africa, sorry. Completely un unrepentant about the whole yeah. thing. Dave, oh, yeah, yeah. Dave's well, a really know. big David Essex fan. Who? Dave. He's a really big David Essex fan. Yeah, I could get along with him. But well. um, he went down in my estimation for that because he. Yeah. That he Nobody was naive at that time. You know, yeah. the word was out, really. If you're going to play yeah. Sun City, you're going to play to a white audience. It's not the own. Bloody Elton John was quite fond of going to, to Sun oh, City yeah. as well. Didn't Queen yeah. go there as well? Well, Queen was... Queen... Um, was it Little Stephen and Disciples of Soul uh, made that record, I Ain't Gonna Play Sun City, oh. about Queen's visits yeah. to, to go and play playing over in South Africa to try and get a cultural boycott on it. Um, but there was... That, that was 
was lots of um, lots of people that were going over. I think Dusty Springfield went over and got deported because she, she said, well, I, I want black people at my gigs. And mm. said, no, this is Sun City, you can't have them. And yeah. was actually thrown out the country. Yeah, so, oh, good for her. You know, that, yeah. was, that, that was the 60s and a bit naive. People were, and Cliff was uh, Cliff Richard was a, a regular visitor as well. Well, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, a lot of people keep it quiet, but yeah, I was um, I was a bit surprised by that, and I didn't know that they the real thing had been sort of you know he's 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 sort of backing vocalists for so long as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I didn't know that either. I know that when Simon, you know, when he was researching it, it took him you know years to research and write it. But he's uh, he's made a couple of documentaries now, and he's just. Uh, growing in stature this yeah, one last I, night because it was I really released in the it was released in the cinema before it was on television last night and it's really great that it got on bbc4 but i'm really hoping that it goes over to netflix as well yes yes that's, that's so many for it. well yeah, it'll be yeah. worldwide then and he deserves netflix. it you yeah. know he's it's a really good documentary and doesn't shy away from racism or, you know, they sort of alluded to the fact that one of the members was in care and they didn't yeah, actually say that he'd been abused, but it was yeah, pretty but obvious. It was more or less, that, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very understated that he yeah. was, wasn't it, really? You know, and uh, gave him mental health issues as well off the back of it, yeah. Yeah, so in honour of the real thing, I'm going to ask Dave to play their most famous song. Can you feel the force? <laughs> no, not that one, oh. the sloppy one. Yeah, oh, good, okay. <laughs> I have waved my wand, it shall be so. There's a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I, my continuing journey into Latin music, um, I invested in a bit of Boogaloo. Have Boogaloo. you come across a Boogaloo, Tina? Nope. All right. Uh, if you're interested in Boogaloo, which is kind of a fusion of um, Latin and soul, which kind of was was kind of really big in the 60s, um, I suggest two things. Uh, you can... Uh, you can go on YouTube and just type in "I like it like that" and pick pick the Pete Rodriguez um, 
tune, which will get you immediately dancing around the kitchen. Yeah. But I invested in uh, an album called Let's Do the Boogaloo, which was a double <laughs> album. And it's got, whoa, it's got some really, really good stuff. Uh, Mongo Santa Maria and uh, <laughs> Chubby Checker, because it was kind of a dance craze as well. So everybody was uh, jumping onto it as well. I think there's a bar, bar keys version as well. And uh, no, it's, it's See, really I, good. The so. word boogaloo to me, yeah. I, without, you know, because I know that song that you've just. Yeah, I've got it going through my bloody head now because it's one of those songs, isn't it? Yeah, your hips go, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, <laughs> but I, you think of Boogaloo. No, I think of Zoot Suits and Malcolm X. No, 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 no. And 1949. No, we're, we're going 60s and, and yeah. a lot of uh, shaking of the hips. Right. Yeah, it's really good, really good dance, yeah. dance music. And the final thing I've got to say... Uh, before we disappear, he's, I'm saddened, but it was inevitable. Uh, Q magazine finished yeah. after, th- I think it's 34 years. God, is it that long? Yeah, yeah. it must be. Yeah. It must be. Which, in a way, isn't a bad run. It's um, well, no, it's not. It it is yeah. sad. It was I, I bought Q magazine along with Empire magazine right from the word go. I right, uh, wasn't yeah, a subscriber, I was... but bought it every. Yeah. The only gap that I had was when I moved to America. And then when I came back, I started to buy it again and sort yeah. of dwindled off the older yeah. I got. Um, I, th- I think there was a there was a change. I think they tried to, to you know, rebrand it or, re, you know, change the emphasis a few times. And I think um, I think it was a Bower Media and then EMAP bought it out mm. and tried because I think there was, um, you know, your Kerrang. Yeah. That's got a radio station, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Q had a radio station as well. Right. And when it got bought out, they said, well, they brought in the guys from the radio station to have a, to a, to work out the magazine and not the other way around. And it all got – because don't ask people who, who do that because if you're on a playlist situation, you're going to pick stuff that's not on the playlist and so, you know, your emphasis is going to go. And one of Q's strength was they put people on the cover that were popular. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. as well as doing album, you know, album reviews. You know, they'd do a Guar album, album mm. review, yeah. but they'd still put Banana Armour on the cover, which yeah. made it fun, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and that was part of Q's uh, appeal, really. Well, they it always was, did really good interviews as well, didn't they? Yeah. They, they, yeah. they? The interviews yeah. were really... And they weren't like... It's one of the reasons I stopped buying Total Film and Empire is that they've dumbed it down so much. But Q, when it first started, was like, you've got a brain here, use it, read this. And that's why I stopped buying Q as well, because it was just like poppy shit, which is okay. But the quality of the reporting just went like... Yeah, and now you're getting, you've still got Mojo, which, to my opinion, it may go the same way as Q. Whereas, oh, it's another Bob Dylan cover. Oh, yeah. it's another Rolling Stones. It's another yeah. Pink Floyd cover. And you've got Guardian writers who are, you know, writing above everybody's heads to, and their audience is 60, 70-year-olds. Yeah. You know? And um, and the reason that basically the Q, Q fail, fail was, you know, A, there's no revenue off albums anyway. So nobody's paying for, for advertisement for albums. You can't advertise gigs because nobody's playing. So yeah. where's, your, where's your revenue stream yeah. coming from? 
Um, it's a shame. It is a shame. It is a shame. Because there are some damn good writers as well. It's it's people like us that would would read it though, because people younger than us. It's everything. If it's not online and if it isn't in ten second segments, they're not interested. And if there's not a link into the actual song as well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because beforehand, if you got a you know a finite finite amount of money on it, you know, oh, I can afford an album on Saturday. Yeah, this is gonna this is a a chunk of my wedge here. Mm. So. I'm going to read a review and find out if what what it's all about before I go by, you know. Yeah. And uh, and if if people give it a bad review, you might you, you might not you might still buy it, but you certainly have a listen to it first before you checked out your pennies. Absolutely. Now you know it's just cl- clicking on the Spotify link or a YouTube link or whatever, yeah. and actually listening to to the real thing. Yeah. The mystique's gone. So. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And- totally agree with you. I mean, I've I've got Key Magazine to to thank for Crowded House. And Rufus Wainwright was reading Me. reading hit the review of poses, loved the cover, went to MVC. Do you remember that shop? MVC. MVC, yeah, yeah. Found the CD and said to the lad behind the counter, can you put this on? No, we can't. It's sealed. And I thought, oh, 9 was a lot of money. And I bought it. And it's like one of my all-time favourite yeah. albums because of that review. But uh, yeah, it's sad. It is sad. Hang on. <laughs> We've come to that part of the show, Steve, where you tell me what your choice. Of course, <laughs> you're going to email Dave, aren't you? And you're going to say, Dave, just disable that button <laughs> for fuck's sake. Okay. <laughs> Steve, what is your choice for the next episode of Theme Tunes? Well. Tina, as we speak, the sun is shining. The ice cream man is ringing his bell. <laughs> Isn't he, though? <laughs> and it might rain in about three hours. <laughs> so I thought, let's have a festival. Oh. So, is Tina, is it, is it you going to uh, Wrexham Football Club to uh, see <laughs> Schneider and his band? Is it you watching Adele on uh, oh. Glastonbury on the TV? Oh. Or is it the Kate Bush impersonator you saw outside the dog and duck? Uh, it's, it's festivals. We're going to have a festival. Okay, so I've got to ask you now the parameters yes. to this, this now, word. It can be a film, it can be uh, something you've seen on TV, something you've witnessed. Right. Um, and basically, we're looking for anything outdoors. Right, so, <laughs> you need, so the other you thing is... You to go outdoors to do it. Is a festival one a day festival? or more than one day? No, I would say it's, it's, I would say one day, uh, but it can be several. Right, okay, right. Okay. Cause I, I was... would say uh, my... Definition for for what it, what it is 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 a collection of bands that have play, appeared at the same sort of site, really. Right. And uh, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be outdoors, actually, because if you think about it, you have your cultural uh, festival up yes. in uh, Welsh Wales, don't you? With, oh, the Stanford. Uh, so, yeah, with Bryn Torville and. Um, Oh, that's Should the Red Dragon and Festival. And that's Charlie that. Drake and uh, Charlie the Chuckle Drake. Brothers. <laughs> I wish Charlie Drake. Oh, yeah. I wish. Well, you see the... <laughs> the dead? Charlie, Charlie Drake. Drake. God, I think yeah. he died years ago. 
Loads of people looking at the looking at the iPods now, going, "What the? F- who the <laughs> fuck is Charlie Drake?" Showing um, your age there. I thought uh, Mick Hucknall had a bit of Charlie Drake look alike <laughs> when he, you know, when he's pumped up on food. You know, he, he did <gasps> like him, didn't he? But uh... all in back the years. <laughs> My boomerang won't come back. Oh, you know, he'd been done that. I've forgotten Charlie Drake sang that. Oh, my God. I know what I'm going to be doing in half an hour. Uh, Well, I'm glad that you've cleared it up because the only festivals I have ever been to are (laughs) are rock ones. Yeah. Um, The the reason I picked you is I don't think you like them. (laughs) I don't don't like them that much either. (laughs) No, it's the toilet thing. Oh, my God. I have. I have suffered so much uh, for for so little. So so next time I'm just going to be telling you toilet stories, poo stories, condom stories, pooing stories, more no, pooing I've... stories, sick stories, peeing stories, and pooing stories. Yeah, Tina, I've I have a video to play you um, of somebody in, in a lovely outfit with one of the best hats I've ever seen on stage. <laughs> so you, you're just going to love me in the weeks to come. <laughs> okay. Okay, so housekeeping now. You can leave us a review. Please give us a review because it helps us get really cool guests onto the show. Dave, for instance, this week, I can't tell you, but he's had two secret interviews. One of them was a very famous uh, movie director whose new film has just come out uh, that's going to be released, I think probably before you hear this wow. <laughs> yes and another secret uh interview that he's going to be doing see because people go who are you and you go just go and look at this lovely review we've had on the website and they go oh they like you i'll come on then that's me doing a swedish accent only he's <laughs> from norway which is totally different accent oh my god what accent am i doing now it's the liverpudlian thing isn't it so you've gone back to us <laughs> Oh, yeah. So leave us a review by emailing us whether or not you like us. You like fucking chicken. You like fucking Everton. Or you don't like Silla Black. Fuck you if you don't, you fucking wankers. (laughs) Have a look at the website. It had a fresh lick of plate. And I was moaning to Dave for quite a while and said, you know, you really need to do something about the logo it, it looks, looks lovely yeah the new one is really nice isn't it yeah it looks a lot more concise and just mm-hmm. put in 60 mw so if we hashtag anything now it's 60 minutes with but it's 60 mw uh numerical 60 uh the other thing is that's really interesting that i'm quite excited about is that dave has finally started to add interviews to our youtube channel now, this director that he interviewed last night, in fact, uh, that'll be going up on the YouTube channel. So as we interview, well, I say we, as Dave interviews more people, if they'll agree to be filmed as well, they'll all be going on the YouTube channel wow. as well that's as a podcast. We're never going to stop doing podcasts. We're all, that's always going to be our number one. Uh, yeah, so give us a follow on the YouTube channel as well. It's at 60 Minutes With on YouTube. Uh, but I'm sure Dave, again, will put the link in the show notes. And I think that's that, that's just about it, really. I suppose we could tell people how to follow you. 
you could follow me. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Solidair01. And also check out uh, 60 Minutes with uh, on um, Twitter. There's always competitions going out on. They're always giving away stuff. Have you seen um, this week's so, competition? I know. Sorry. Sorry. I'm... <laughs> I was going to tell Yvonne to, to yeah. join Twitter so she could win it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. The no, full some... box set of Quantum Leap. The full series. The full works. If all you ever like Quantum, Quantum Leap, you get the lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We always have really good competitions. And so another interesting thing is now uh, a couple of the companies that we work with have decided that instead of sending physical copies out of films, they're going to give iTunes codes, so you'll still own the film, but instead of yeah. waiting for it to arrive in the post, give you the code. access, yeah, yeah. You got it straight away, yeah. Yes, so, another end. <laughs> He's going to disable that effect. For he, will disable it. he will disable it. That button will have disappeared. When yes. he listens to this, he'll probably... Uh, I can't remember which one it is. There's a button here that makes a squeal piggy sound. Right, okay. I better have not play any of them. I'd I better have not start pressing all yeah, the buttons. Yeah, because halfway through, then they will be stopped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll get really pissed off with me. So, Steve, take care of yourself. Yeah, and uh, we'll well, hopefully see um, see you in a couple of weeks. Yes. Farewell and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>